0: Welcome back, it is Monday, June 6th, I actually don't remember if we did this last Monday or last Tuesday, but it's Monday, so we're doing this correctly this week. It was a Monday. Oh, okay, I was, I actually I put in my notes, it was probably Tuesday, well I didn't put it in my notes, but like the stats were from last yeah. Tuesday, instead of last Monday, oh well, whatever, but, uh, anyway, in this show we're gonna, we're gonna talk some Celtics, oh I'm Jesse for the Ocular Report, by the way, that, that's Dominic. I'm going to hear from him in a second. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to talk some Celtics. We're going to talk some Red Sox. We're going to talk a little uh, quarterback situations in football. And then we're going to break down a little bit of what's going on of the storylines some of the MLB today. Uh, for the most part, I mean, that is going to be the show. Yeah. I gave you the whole rundown right there. Yeah, pretty so, much. Yeah, follow along, <laughs> Dom. You changing your opening? I don't know what your opening is going to be. Yeah, you'll,
1: yeah. It's going to be a little. It's going to be a little different, a little wavelength than we do. that we usually do. I'm going to. I'm going to try and tread a little carefully, because I don't want to. Oh. I don't want to have to take a firm side too much. But oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see. But this is going to be my opening rant, kind of slash dumbest thing I've heard this week. And uh, I like Colin Cowherd. I do listen to him. You know, we've, we've been like, you know, first take said this or Max Kellerman has said this or whatever. We've done stuff like that. But they were going on and on because, you know, it came out that LeBron is a billionaire now. Congratulations. Right? Yeah, congratulations to LeBron. I think, what is he, the only, like, active player right now who's a billionaire, I, I think? I think so, probably. Unless Tiger is now, uh, I but I don't know so. if Tiger took a hit during those, you know. Oh, he, took a,
0: he <laughs> took a big hit.
1: Yeah. During so, those. so so LeBron is a, LeBron is a billionaire. And Cow and Cowherd and Joy Taylor on on the herd on, you know, Fox Sports. I like listening to them. They do a good show. But they were talking about, you know, making fun of the whole, well, if you go woke, you go broke kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, oh. I thought if you went woke, you went broke. And I'm going to push back on this. This is what I hate when we get politics in sports and in general. But it's like when you can't acknowledge the things that are right or wrong, like the things that are annoying and just whiffed on. LeBron James is not a billionaire because of his politics. LeBron James is a billionaire because of the money he made in basketball, his branding, what he does with China, which, you know, I'll tow away from that politically. You can take from that whatever you want. And his businesses. And I don't see Blaze Pizza, you know, out here talking about politics all the time or his production company or his movie company or anything like that. So, his politics have nothing to do with him making money. That's the first thing. So, the go woke, bro, go, go woke, go broke stuff has no bearing on the money that LeBron makes off the court. Second off, if they want to try to tell you what they believe that it doesn't affect things at all, they're straight up lying because the NBA's playoff ratings during COVID, when it went the most political, Went into the tank. MLB was killing them in ratings. There's a reason that after the COVID playoffs, the NBA chilled out on the political stuff. Now, they are still one of the most political leagues, probably the most political league of any sports league. But there's a reason that they chilled out after the playoffs. Because they had the worst ratings. Their ratings absolutely tanked for that NBA playoff run. So don't tell me that it has no bearing on anything. We don't go to watch the games to hear the political stuff. We go to watch the games to just watch the sports. And I'm not saying, you know, shut up and dribble. You can do whatever the heck you want. It's a free country. But I hate when people have to try to take things that are not connected or try and say that this thing that they agree with politically has no bearing on whether it be money or a failure of policy, or a failure of anything else. So they went on for like three and a half minutes, it seems like, just sarcastically talking.
2: Go woke, go broke, ha, 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 ha.
1: Absolutely stupid. I hate when people can't acknowledge the things that are right in front of their face just because they don't like it or they don't agree with it. Mm. Because there's a reason the NBA chilled way off on the political stuff. After the COVID
0: playoff bubble. You good? Yeah, I'm good. I have have a couple things to say about that. Go for it. And, I mean, when people say the phrase, go woke, get broke, they're generally talking about entities, not people. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Disney has taken a big stock hit. Netflix has had a cut down on a bunch of people. That's what those are the entities that we speak of.
1: And it's funny by the way, because they're like, Oh, the NBA playoffs are great now and stuff, and I'm like, Yes, they're great now, and they chilled out on the political crap.
0: Well, but like you look at someone like Colin Kaepernick, yeah, who he went he went woke and now he's you know, he's not in the NFL anymore. Uh, say what you will why. But he has made more money outside of the NFL mm-hmm. than he did in the NFL with his Nike deals and stuff like that. And it was the entity of the NFL that took the hit, mm-hmm. not Colin Kaepernick himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he took the hit socially because he's not playing football anymore. But I'm sure he's doing – we know he's doing fine financially. Mm-hmm. So, like, if LeBron decides to go woke, which he has, like, generally it's the NBA that takes the hit, not him. Mm-hmm. He'll still have his NBA contract. He'll still play for big money. He's not going to lose any money there. Mm-hmm. He still has his endorsements, which is like uh, – I have a bunch of – Nike McDonald's plays pizza – Beats, Electronic, Sprite, Upper Decks, State Farm Insurance, Dunkin' Donuts, Samsung, Kia. He also
1: owns a part of Place Sports. He's also a part owner of the Fenway Group.
0: He is. And, I mean, unless he says something terrible, I don't see any of these endorsements, like, dropping him. Heck, he could probably say something terrible and they still won't drop him. Because some people have said some terrible things and still been like, well, we're still going to endorse you. But, like, I don't see Nike McDonald's or, like, Sprite being like... You mean they're claymation LeBron James? They're going to stop paying for that? No, absolutely not. Sprite Cranberry, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to make his money. Now, based on these numbers here, I'm sure they're not complete. His salary is $37 million. His endorsements are about $55 million. Where did this billion come from? I don't know. Um, a lot of China money. Mm-hmm. That's neither here nor there. But you're right. He has money from the Fenway Sports Group. Mm-hmm. So if the Red Sox, if the Penguins, or if those soccer teams in Europe make money, he'll make money. Mm-hmm. So... There's nothing he can say if LeBron says something bad that the Red Sox fans don't agree with, they're not going to stop watching the Red Sox. Yeah. He's going to make his money. So, when we say go woke get broke, like it's you can't just say that doesn't apply to everything and everybody. Yes. Generally it doesn't apply to the individual.
1: No.
0: Um it doesn't. the individual is in danger if they're not woke. Mm-hmm. Uh that's when they lose their endorsements and lose their job. Mm-hmm. But like if you get, yeah, if you get woke, it's bad for a company, but he is not a company as a man. He has a company.
1: He owns part companies, but at the yeah. end of the day, he's not. But he also, like. he's not the face of those companies all the time. He's, he, he, they don't put his face in front of
0: Blaze Pizza. The only thing he has his face on is the LeBron James Family Foundation, which is his charity. And that's which a charity. Is, which is about, like, you know, building schools in Ohio and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like. I mean, that's a, that's a cause most people can get behind. Mm-hmm. Say what you will about how he goes about it. goes about it, But, like, also, like, oh, LeBron James said something I don't agree with. Let's stop building schools. No, that's not going to happen. No. So, like, LeBron James is in a perfect position where he's never going to lose money. Exactly.
1: But to try and say that because LeBron is a billionaire, that disproves the get woke, go broke stuff is stupid.
0: Yeah, I'm sure Disney... They're not connected. I'm sure Disney would love to agree, but they just they just can't. Yeah, as you
1: said, Disney's taken a huge hit, and there's a reason the NBA has chilled out on their stuff since that last COVID, you know, since the playoff bubble.
0: This is a reason, there's many reasons why the NFL has distanced themselves from Colin Kaepernick. That too. Say what you will about it. Like I said, he, he has personally made his money, though true True. There were and actually there was even like nike took a hit for associating with them but like you know people have short memories people still need to buy their shoes people still need to buy their stuff they're like all right i don't like nike but i'm still gonna buy their stuff because it's convenient it's cheap Mm -hmm. so like you can only like hurt people so much if they're woke because Mm -hmm. people are still people they're like well i'm just gonna buy what's convenient so people only protest so hard nowadays about it too exactly exactly but to try and
1: say that there's no validity to it at all that some entity is not going to take a hit for it at all is just being dishonest
0: also he made money for that uh looney tunes basketball movie that i can't remember the name of uh space jam space jam 2 sure that made him a bunch of money yes it did and like even though people didn't want that and didn't want to see lebron they would love michael jordan again or maybe somebody else I'm sure more people would have loved it and watched it if Kobe was alive and did it. But he still was going to always make his money for it. If the movie bombed and made no money, he still has earned a paycheck. So you're never going to stop LeBron from making money, no matter how woke he gets.
1: Yes. Exactly, exactly. But my point is just to try and disingenuate, to try and say that it has no bearing on entities or anything at all is just stupid and kind of dishonest.
0: It had a bearing on a lot of things. It had a bearing on a lot of things. Not just involving him.
1: And that the NBA playoffs took an absolute
0: tag in the ratings when they did
1: all that stuff. Yeah. Because generally, by the way, the people who love the politics and the getting woke stuff are not actually sports fans. No. They're not. They no. don't actually watch that much. The ones who love it the most. All right. Anyway, I think
0: we're good on this. We can move on. Rapid fire news. Rapid fire news. All right. This is going to be kind of a short one. Anyway, Celtics. Uh, they went 1 and 1. They're so 1 and 1 so far in the finals. Uh, one game, one, lost game two to the Warriors. Game three is Tuesday. They're Wednesday. 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 Yeah. Two uh, days off in between games now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a bit much. Um, anyway, more playoff news. The Avalanche are up 3 0 on the Oilers. They look for the sweep tonight in Edmonton. It's not looking good. Uh, can I ask you something, though? What? If the
1: Avalanche sweep. Is that kind of bad for them?
0: I think so because the
1: Rangers and Lightning look like they're going to go a while.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think it'll be good for them. the The Avalanche, if they if it, this one goes fast, mm. um, you know, it's it'll be nice for their health and they can rest and less chance of injury. But like, yeah, I feel like Russ comes on fast in hockey.
1: I I think it did in in basketball too because in game one, other than Steph Curry, Golden State was kind of ass.
0: Hmm. But like. I, I I feel like hockey, it's worse because I mean, Steph Curry's. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the Celtics. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Anyway, Rangers and Lightning. Rangers are actually up two one on the Lightning. They play game four tomorrow night in Tampa. Uh, to finish up your hockey news, Patrice Bergeron has won his fifth Selkie Trophy for the best offensive, def- or the best defensive offense offensive player in the league. Uh, this is, yes, his fifth time winning. That is the most of all time. So now we can name it after him, and we don't have to name it after Frank J. Selke anymore. Um, I'm surprised he actually, they finally gave it to him. It's been like 10 years, and he's been nominated like every year, and they just won't give it to him. Anyway, Red Sox, they went 4-1 and one since we were last here. Technically, 4-2, uh, and two, but mm-hmm. I didn't count Monday. Uh, they swept the Oakland A's over the weekend, and then they split the two-game series against the Reds. Mm-hmm. So they've gone 4-1. and one. And finally... Some tennis news: uh, Rafael Nadal won the French Open for the fourteenth time this weekend. He has a career record at the French Open of 112 and three. Wow! Here's another crazy stat for you: in the finals, he has it has never gone five sets, so he has never faced elimination in the finals. Wow. Yeah. So that guy is insane when it comes to the French Open. And that has been rapid fire news. Well, I
1: have one more piece of news. Oh, Joe Girardi was fired as the Philadelphia Phillies manager. Oh
0: yes, I did. I did forget about that. <laughs> that actually that happened like right after last week's show and I, I forgot did. about it. It did. But, yes, they they fired Joe Girardi. I had notes about that. I didn't put it in. Oh okay. Damn me. Damn I, me.
1: Yeah, you know, I I kinda liked Joe, but you know, a lot of reports coming out that it was just uh it was a bit it was a bit of a, a toxic mess over there in Philly with, with him
0: running the helm. So I mean it it's been He had to go. It's been so dramatic this year. It so has. I'm I'm kind of I'm not surprised actually No 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 not at all
2: Alright
1: Moving on guys The news That everyone's starting with Celtics and Warriors Game 2 Golden State Comes out of their lull Does what they usually do To teams in the third quarter Puts on a show And ends up beating the Celtics What was the final It was one Last night Yeah It wasn't close, though. We all know it wasn't close. Golden State came out and did their thing. Despite Tatum dropping 21 points in the first half, Golden State went into the half with the lead. I'll be honest. When Tatum dropped 21 and Golden State was still leading at half, I felt like eh, that's not a good sign for the Celtics. It
0: was 107-88. 107-88, yes. I mean, to be honest, I think the Red Red Sox, the Celtics were a little uh, lucky in game one. Oh, I definitely and I, think they're hockey in game one. And the, like the Warriors almost got ahead of themselves and seemingly stopped playing in that fourth quarter. Um, because, I mean, I don't know what it is about the third quarter, but those Warriors seem to have the third quarter down. It's just that fourth quarter. So I think it was a situation of they probably got ahead of themselves and stopped playing. And I feel like the Celtics really took advantage of that. Um, and the Celtics just got crazy hot from three point land. They did. Yeah. Uh, they really couldn't (laughs) miss
1: like Horford. What did he hit? Like six or seven in the game all time.
0: Yeah. It was six for eight. That was his best all time. Yeah. That's like ridiculous. Um, Horford's not going to do that again. No. Uh, and it was, it was nice. It was fun, but yeah, I think this was a situation of Clay Thompson is struggling. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, was, yeah, it was mostly the Steph Curry show. I think there was some rust on the, the Warriors game in game one. Um, But even still, Steph Curry almost willed his team to a game one victory other than a bad fourth quarter, Mm -hmm. which like, you know, at that point, it's not one man can't really do that. But uh, last night I was kind of I feel like if the Celtics are going to win this and I said, if they are, it's going to be in seven. Like it's going to be a lot. The series doesn't go a lot of like how these first two games went when the Warriors are on. It's not going to be that close. They're going to probably kick their ass. And if the Celtics want to win, they need to win that grindy game. They need to take advantage of the mistakes. um, And they can't really make mistakes themselves. Yes. Well,
1: the Celtics offense did what I've said it's done multiple times in the playoffs and something we all know it does. It just vanishes sometimes.
0: loves to turn the ball over, too.
1: I was just about to say that. And it's not only when they go bad offensively. It's not just missing shots and not getting points. It's turning the ball over and doing it. against a team like Golden State who already plays fast tempo and is great in transition and moves the ball around and who is so lethal three-point shooting. I mean, if you turn the ball over that many times, it's just not going to happen. I mean, I think Golden State scored more than 20 points off Celtic turnovers
0: in the game. Yeah, it was it was bad. I mean, it's been, it's been the story for the whole playoffs, it seems. It's, they have a bad game, a lot of turnovers, a lot of force and things, which leads to even more turnovers. They're playing behind the whole time and they almost seem to be panicking about it Mm -hmm. and then yeah usually the next game they'll come back and clean all that up and then maybe they'll get ahead of themselves again and then it goes kind of this back and forth game which is you know work to this point when you're playing teams like the Bucks Mm -hmm. who are really one man deep Mm -hmm. and the I mean the the Heat who are kind of the same thing yeah Um, but when you have a team here and not only a a team uh, but like the height they have
1: offensive minded team
0: yes when there's Three guys,
1: four guys sometimes on the floor who are elite offensive scorers.
0: Yeah. And it's just it's a it's a perfect storm of of when the Celtics go bad, like this team have really has a chance to bury you and bury you fast. Yes, and that's exactly what they did uh,
1: last night. I I thought it was pretty evident three three and a half minutes into the third quarter that Golden State was about to do. What Golden State has done throughout their entire dynasty run. Which is they own the third quarter and they get out to a lead that is insurmountable. That's that's what that dynasty has done um, since its beginnings. And and I thought it was pretty obvious three three and a half minutes into the third quarter that that's exactly what was going to happen. And it's bad to me. It's bad for the Celtics. Um, it doesn't bode well that in both games, Golden State has been able to do that in the third quarter. I mean, they own the third quarter against the Celtics in game one as well. It's just Boston went on a ridiculous spree in the fourth to get back into it. But wasn't Golden State up 12 at the end of the third quarter, I believe it was? It, I'm
0: pretty sure it was. on uh, The Thursday game, game one? Yeah.
1: They have, they have owned the third quarter in both games, which, like I said, this is what Golden— This is vintage Golden State. This is what they do to teams. They come out after, after, uh, after halftime, adjust, and they just go on a crazy scoring spree, and you can't come back from it.
0: I mean, the point differential in the third in game one was, uh, 14 points. Yeah. And yeah, going into that, the Celtics were up by two. So going, yeah, into the, going into the fourth, they were up by 12. Yeah. The Warriors were, um, and yeah, you're not going to have a 40 to 16 fourth quarter. That's just not going to happen. No. Uh, you got, you got kind of lucky. It was a perfect storm to get you that situation. You couldn't, you couldn't miss, it seems no matter who you were, um, well, the Al Horford, Marcus Smart. Um, who's the other one? Derek who's, White. Yeah, Derek White was another one that was just like, all right, good for him. But like, we don't expect this again out of you. Um, and yeah, it was just a perfect storm of Clay Thompson's not playing well. Uh, Steph Curry, I mean, he played so good the first three quarters. Like, you can't expect him to do it every second he's on the, the court. So it was really, yeah, was like a perfect storm to get you that win in game one. Um, and it would have been, you really almost needed to. Maybe not needed to because now it's just tied, you're going home, but to to keep that momentum going into game two would have been mm-hmm. amazing. Yes, it would have. But um I,
1: I will say there is one thing that you can hang your hat on if you're boston and it bodes well for you. Klay Thompson has really not played well in either game. He was kind of a non factor last night too, until the end where he had some garbage time buckets. He's played really bad, and I think I don't know. I know he's just back from the injuries. So I don't want to say that he isn't the same player and he's done. I just want to say he's not completely 100% back yet. And I think it's pretty evident. I don't think he has the ability to make his own shot. He doesn't have the bounce and the the movement that he usually do. And I think he's having a hard time staying in front of guys when he's defending as well. So I think the Celtics can at least hang their hat on that is that – Steph's Robin is not looking great right now. But Jordan Poole stepped up big in Game 2, like we said he needed to after playing abysmal in Game 1. Wiggins did enough offensively, and Draymond Green played way better than he did in the first game. Green was a mess in the first game.
0: Well, I mean, for Green, I feel like he got to play a little more of his game. Yes, He got under the skin of the Celtics a little more. He was uh, much more physical in Game 2. And that really... uh, People like Brown, like they they didn't like that. No, um, so I, I mean that really worked uh, to his advantage. I mean you, you mentioned Clay Thompson, like he's twenty six points in the first two games. He was one for eight in Game Two from three point.
1: Yeah, so and he's really, and I think he only had two points at half. Last that night. I don't know. I think he only had like two points at half last night. He really was a complete <laughs> non factor. He was rough, 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 and, and I, I question. Do you think Golden State can win this series if Clay doesn't show up? Yeah. Okay, you do.
0: Because... You
1: think Jordan Poole and Wiggins could be enough?
0: Yeah, I think they are because the Celtics are not this juggernaut team. Mm -hmm. I feel like they are a very well put together team to get to the finals and maybe even win the finals just based on how the rest of the league is built. But like the... Uh, the golden state warriors are just so skilled Mm -hmm. so good at shooting offensively um that like yeah i mean clay thompson is one of your all-time great scorers but like he's not everything he's not your best player so and now if you said if clay thompson was going off and it was this was reverse it was steph curry having the struggles i'd be like yeah that's a really big problem but it's not steph curry it's i don't want to insult the man but it's just clay thompson yeah um so, no, I think they still have a very deep team. This is a very good team that has been here before. So, n- no, that doesn't really worry me that much. Okay. I mean, it worries me as a Celtics fan. But if I was a Warriors fan, no, it wouldn't really worry them that okay, much. So If saying- anyone can get past this with a struggling superstar, it's the Golden State Warriors.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah and, and that's one of the things I was worried about is I just think there's too many guys on this team who are just too lethal offensively uh, to hold them all down. So, all right, I think... And I don't think you're wrong. I was actually going to say the same. I thought you might... I didn't think you were going to say that, though. I thought you were going to say they needed Clay to show up. But no, I think Jordan Poole and Wiggins can be enough.
0: Well, I mean, I say this, like I said, Celtics and seven. Yeah. But, like, it also, if it goes seven, like, do I think Clay Thompson is going to suck for seven straight games? No. No, I don't. Um, but also, like, I... I I do think the Celtics have the talent, they have the skill, they have um, the right players to maybe do this and maybe get it done. I'm trying to be the optimist and say Celtics in seven, but I would not be surprised if they lose, even if Clay Thompson never gets it together. Just be, just based on who the Warriors are, what they've done, what they're able to do. So, like I said, I still think Celtics in seven, but like at any moment, I know the Warriors can turn it on. I know they can pull away with things, and I know they can be, they can be. Uh, those bad men that they were in the past Yeah, and and
1: so and the next things I want to get into is the problems with the Celtics especially if they had in game two um, Williams has been big through the playoffs but he, he's really been a complete non factor I feel like on the offensive side of the wall for Boston yeah and that's rough because sometimes Marcus Smarts are non-factor offensively too so you're gonna have both of those guys on the floor and then have be non factors on the offense. That's not great. I think Derek White has to play a heck of a lot more. Because I think Derek White I think the offense runs better when he's on the floor.
0: It's certainly more able to score, yeah. yeah. I mean, and they're
1: gonna have to score to keep up with Golden State. You're not gonna hold Golden State down that long. Sure. You're gonna have to play some offense and, and try and keep pace sometimes.
0: I mean, I think this is definitely a situation. Especially of, when
1: you know they're starting to get hot.
0: Yeah, and I well, I think Robert Williams is definitely not at a hundred percent. Oh, he's definitely not. Not even close. I mean, Marcus Smart, you wonder how healthy he is as well. I, he was. I don't think he was on the injury report at all last game, but like you still, you still wonder. And this has been a long playoff. Um, you know, is there still just aches and pains? Um, and that's kind of just if you want Williams to play, that's kind of what you got to put up with at this point. Yeah. You want him to play strictly to kind of play defense. You don't want him pushing himself too much because uh, you don't want to lose him for the next game. Um. You're right. I don't – in terms of keeping up with Golden State, um, I don't like Williams on the floor because of – he doesn't really put up points right now with his knee. But at the same time, I definitely want him to play and I want him to be on the floor because I feel like the Golden State Warriors have the potential to run away from you if he's not. I get you. So but
1: the problem is, is when you have both him and Smart on the floor. Yeah. That's my issue. Williams had some very nice defensive plays last night. He had a couple of blocks on Jordan Poole, one on Clay Thompson when he was driving down the lane. So, like, he is. I'm not saying he's he's not helping. It's just to win him and smarter on the floor. Sometimes that just means the offense. Like, there's just not a lot of offensive help there for your team.
0: Yeah. No, I, I I agree with that. Um, and like, oh, Marcus Smart in general just kind of really scares me. Yes, because he'll. If he's missing, he's like, well, give me the ball. I want to get out of this funk, and he just can't ever get out of the funk. Um, like, game seven against uh, the Heat, like, the end of the game. The game's won. Mm-hmm. And they just keep letting Marcus Smart take these shots. And I was like, oh, my God. He keeps just missing and missing and missing. Um, so, all, like, I don't know. The strategy should be to give Marcus Smart the ball if you're the other team. Because, yeah. like, yeah, he can really, he can really get – in a bad place and just miss and miss and miss and he won't stop shooting and it's yes. really annoying. I know, it is um, really annoying. And I there's really there's aspects of Marcus Smart I really like, but like he can he believes in himself so so much more than he should. <laughs> um So yeah, no, that is a you're right, that is a bad combination. He goes by that Kobe mantra of just feed me the ball. Oh well, no, what did,
1: what did Kobe say? I can't miss a shot. I What was it? You can't miss a shot that you haven't taken yet. I, I is it from it...
0: that commercial with Kanye? Yeah. What does so. that mean,
1: Kobe Bryant? Yeah, something like that. I'm sure I've heard it. Oh, but... wait, no. I miss 100% of the shots I don't take or something like that.
0: Well, that's the Wayne Gretzky quote. Oh, is that it? No, well, I, know Kobe, Wayne I know Kobe said something like the that. The Wayne Gretzky quote is, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Oh, okay. And then the Michael Scott quote is, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Wayne Gretzky. That's... <laughs> anyway, anyway.
1: Um, lastly here. Um, actually, no, I, I'm drawing a play. I forgot what I was going to say. Mm. Game three. Game three in Boston. What do you think?
0: Uh, uh, the Celtics have yet to lose two in a row in the playoffs. I. This is going to be a rowdy crowd. Mm. However, at the same time, Warriors have not also lost two in a row in the playoffs. Mm. Now, obviously, they're coming off the win, so now it's the Celtics turn to respond. Um, but I mean, someone's got to crack first in that aspect, right? Mm-hmm. So, and honestly, the Celtics have been almost a, a, a better road team. Mm. They've been a home team in this playoffs. What are they? I think they're now eight and three on the road, on the road, which yeah. makes them, uh, you were two and after the first round, you lost game on, uh, I don't remember what it was.
1: Nah, no, I know, but they haven't been that great at home.
0: You no, know, it's been, they've been kind of eh. Yeah. And like yeah, you lost game 6 at home against the Heat. So, it's, you know
1: what you know what I think it is? Part of it I think Boston's been dealing with this for a while. I think every average fan knows that. You've priced out a lot of the true sports fans, the people who are going to be loud and rowdy and stuff.
0: Oh. I mean, this is a little bit of a different conversation, but in the past we had a conversation about like Who's the face of Boston sports? And you argued Jason Tatum. And as someone who's worked Celtics, Bruins, and Red Sox game recently, mm. I like I don't think the fans care enough. Yeah. For it to be, and listen, I'm not saying they don't care. We're not bandwagon fans. We love the Celtics. They're rowdy as hell out there. But just compared to what it's like at a Red Sox game mm. or at a Bruins game, mm. they're like Celtics fans are just kind of eh, because yeah, they've priced out. Of- a lot of the people who would be loud, but the Bruins did that years ago. They're still loud.
1: Oh, I don't know that. I
0: think just to be. I agree. I with I think you. just to
1: be a hockey fan, you're already built a little different. So you're right. You <laughs> you usually have money. Yeah, but even if you have money, you're not the like quiet kind of. Oh, oh well, I mean, like all, you know, like nose up, like all hockey
0: fans are the exact same
1: people. You know, we like you know those yuppies in Boston right now.
0: Every, well, here's the thing. Every every hockey fan is the exact same person. Thank you. They just root for different teams. Thank you. There is no difference between any of them. I don't care. Like, oh, this hockey fan base is worse than others. And, like, obviously there are. Like, Toronto fans are worse because they're just so annoying and they, like, hype up a team that hasn't been good since the 1960s. Um, But we're all the same. (laughs) We're all the exact same people. Mm. We're all annoying, low-level um and here's the thing. We should be rich, but we're not. We're very we're usually very poor. I think there's more poor, rich people at again, maybe that's because they price them out. Yeah. But I see more rich people at Celtics games than I see Bruins games. Okay. Well, um, yeah, that's my point. They price them out.
1: But anyway, the last thing I'm gonna say with the Celtics. I feel like they don't ever have like that true normal point guard who runs the offense. I feel like Tatum's bringing them all up sometimes. Brown, smart. I feel like they have a lot of guys who are individually good ball handlers but not always great distributors. And a lot of the points come off just iso ball. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a problem, especially when you're playing a team so movement and orchestrated offensively as Golden State is. Celtics, I feel like a lot of the time, a lot of it is iso ball that they get their points. It's Jalen Brown shaking, moving, carrying his own shot. It's Tatum shaking, moving, creating his own shot. It's Horford down low. Moving around, bounce, you know, bumping
0: guys, creating room, and getting the bucket. Well, I feel like that's actually been their problem for years. Mm. I mean, when with the Brad Steven era, but like- I think that contributes to why when things go wrong, they
1: also turn the ball over so much because they're not, yes. they're not, there's not a one true point guard out there who's a, a elite distributor of the ball. Now I know Tatum had 13 assists in Game One, and Tatum is capable of doing that when he's not making his shots. Is helping others but it's still not the number one part of his game and they don't have a guy like that on the team
0: no i agree with you and like, when i was going to say it's like it's been that way for years like turn the Brad Stevens era like how many like you know you have a you have a good team with good players but they're all individuals mm-hmm. there was no real like who was the leader of this team who's the the superstar of this team and part of that was because they were all young and like who's going to really it's clearly Tatum at this point mm-hmm. but like you know how many times did they have problems with Marcus Smart not wanting to be a role player, mm. he wanted to be the face. He wanted to be the star. I feel like Jalen Brown went through a little bit of that also. Um, and they, and Brad Stevens was not the guy to get them all to accept their roles. I feel like Adoka is a lot better at getting them to accept their roles. You are all players on a team. Let's be a team instead of individuals. Which... I
1: would agree with that, but that still means that still contributes to why they get so turnover porn when they when, yes. when things go bad offensively because they do not have a true general of the offense who's more worried about or at least as worried about distributing the basketball as he is his own scoring as well
0: yes i feel like Adoka has been able to patch that Mm -hmm. and at times get them to do that but when it goes wrong they get away from that they go back to their old their bad habits Mm -hmm. of well i need to play better give me the ball i'm gonna just shoot it shoot it shoot it Mm -hmm. and they all think that Horford thinks that, Tatum thinks that, Brown thinks that, um, Smart thinks that. Mm -hmm. They all have that same mindset, which is like, good, you want guys that have the confidence, give me the ball, I'm going to get us out of this, but you're not having your roles. If you're all doing that, you're all trying to play your own game. So that's why they keep... And that's what Golden State does such an elite job of, is
1: even if you're hot, we will always make sure the offense is running in and of itself, even independent of you. You Now, we will intentionally feed the ball to the hot hand you know, when we can, but, you know, it's not all on one guy. And the offense functions no matter who's hot and who's not.
0: You know what I feel probably didn't help with that? Who? Kyrie Irving.
1: Probably not. <laughs>
0: you have a guy like that in the locker room, like, that's that selfish. like, you know, yeah. And there was no secret there were problems in the locker room when Steph, or Steph Curry, when uh, Kyrie Irving was here. And they've gotten better as he's gone away. But, you know, old habits die hard yes so yeah yeah i think that no that's you're very much i think correct there and i feel like that's been like a problem for years and adoka helps with that and has counteracted that in a lot of good ways but yeah like the second things start to go bad and they start to panic they all go back to that old habit of Mm. me 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 Mm -hmm. give me the ball Mm. yeah exactly exactly
1: all right uh last bit of So right now, Wednesday, the line is Boston's favored by three and a half for the first game in Boston. I'll be honest. I'm taking Golden State. I mean, I don't feel strong enough that I'm probably betting on this one. I won some good money off game two betting on Golden State. I might be done for the series. But Boston favored by three and a half. I I still think Golden State's taking another one before maybe Boston responds in game four.
0: Mm. I mean, you said uh, Warriors in five. I did. So you think it's going six now? It, It
1: might go six now. Okay. At I, times Golden State can still feel a bit old and rickety. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like the uh, this one is the Warriors for the taking. Okay, you think they Game have the they, Golden State too? They have the momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, someone has to lose two games in a row. I know technically they it don't. To
1: me, the, the things that you tell yourself, right? I think the Warriors have the better thing to tell themselves than Boston does, which is the Warriors just went, how many threes did they make in the fourth? What was it? And it was Al Horford and Derek White. Come on. That's not going to happen again. Whereas the Celtics, what's the silver lining? Clay didn't play well. Uh, Maybe Steph can't drop 30 points again. Did you see Draymond Green's press conference after game one? Yeah, I did. Or he he talked. I don't think he was. And a lot of people were ripping him. And I didn't think he was all that wrong. I think maybe he inflated it a little bit, but I didn't think he was that
2: wrong.
0: Hmm. No. I mean, it was clearly what he was doing. He was trying to be like a little insulting. Mm-hmm. But like you're right, he is not really that wrong. It's like you know, I don't expect that out of Horford. Do I expect Horford to again have the best three shooting game of his life again at age like 34? Yeah. No, I don't.
1: No, no, absolutely not. And I just don't. I don't know what the Celtics are telling themselves right now, because like I said, Tatum had 21 points in the first half. You still were down two, and then nothing went right in the second.
0: I mean, I, I definitely, I feel like this team. It's not that they have, I, I think that you're right. The Warriors have a better thing to tell themselves at this moment, but I don't think the Celtics have nothing to tell themselves. It's the same thing they've been telling themselves since things got bad with the Bucs series. It's like, I mean, we're not really supposed to be here. We're the young guns. Everyone's betting against us. And yet here we are. We keep going. Yeah, true. All right. We're going to take a quick break, guys. And then it's June 5th. It is June 5th. It's
1: time <laughs> to revisit your Red Sox, guys. I'm going to be obnoxious for a second. Stick with us, guys, though, for the quick break. Guess what? Yesterday was June 5th. They just finished up that series with Oakland in which they swept them. So let's revisit where the Sox are at for everyone who said in May that the season was over. And I said, wait for this three week stretch. If they cash in, they're fine. They will be just fine. Now, where are they? They're in a wild card spot as of today. They are back to 500 at 27 and 27, which is also, like I said, by June 5th, if they're back around 500 and they've taken advantage of that stretch where they got Oakland and Seattle and Cincinnati and Baltimore and the struggling White Sox, they will be fine. They did largely take advantage of all of those. They won the series against Houston as well. The one real tough series. So now they're back to 27 and 27 in a wild card spot four game win streak. So everyone. It's 162 games in a baseball season. You got to chill out in May, no matter how bad the team looks. If there's a reason that they should be good and they're expected to be better than they are playing, they will probably in some way hit their expectation more of. Now they're in a wild card spot. Back at 27 and 27 with the four-game win streak on the horizon. They have the struggling Angels tonight, Tuesday, and Wednesday. An Angels team that has lost 11 consecutive games, including a he- blowing a massive lead uh to what was it, St. Louis last night? They blew the lead to? No, the Phillies. They blew a they blew a six to two game to the Phillies, giving up four in the eighth and another three in the ninth just for good measure. So yeah, mm-hmm. now you get the struggling Angels twenty seven and twenty seven back in that wild card spot. So everyone you should have stopped panicking. But Yakiway Way report writer Jesse, what do you have to say about the Sox? Not that you disagreed with me. I know you
0: didn't disagree with me on this one. But uh, I still have a lot of questions about the offense, though. Okay. Is this is this more of the team we thought it would be? Yeah, yeah, we didn't think they were going to be that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's kind of the same problem we talked about last week, and the last couple of weeks, really. It's the bullpen, mm-hmm. which is not going to get any better anytime soon. No, that ass, the moves need to be made for that to get better. Yes. And you know, the end of the lineup, kind of. Falls off. Falling off, yeah. Because Bobby Dalbeck has not he's not really gotten any better. No, he hasn't. Um, I mean, I like things like Frankie Cordero seems to have adjusted into maybe being an actual major league player. Yeah, he has. Um, Jaron Duran has come up. We'll see if he can take that next step. Yeah, Frenchie hit a... Frenchie hit a
1: did he hit a three-run homer yesterday? He I, did. I know he homered. But he did. He yeah, a yeah,
0: it was three-run homer. Yeah, off Frankie. Yeah. Um, Verdugo has picked it up a little bit recently. Mm-hmm. But I like it's still like I mean, even your catchers are doing are hitting pretty decently. But mm. it's Bobby Dahlbeck. Kike Hernandez has been a little better recently, but I it's still eh. Mm. I mean I'm, I'm almost I like Kike, but I'm always gonna be like, eh, if he is your number one hitter. That always leaves a lot to be desired. Um but it's really it's still the the Bogarts, the Devers and the JD Martinez show.
1: Trevor's story is boomer bust. He's always been boomer bust. I think you should have expected that.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I do. Uh, but eh, I'd rather. We, 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 this is a different conversation. Okay. I, I don't, we'll, we'll have the Xander conversation, I'm sure, again, a different day. But I mean, another big problem I have is this starting rotation is doing so well. Pavetta continues to be one of the hottest pitchers in baseball. Uh, and that just can't last, and I'm so scared for it to break down because the bullpen is not going to get any better. Mm. So you, capitalizing on this good starting pitching has been good. It has been fun, but it's not going to last, and I'm hoping some moves are made for the bullpen before. And I know they're not going to because they're be like, well, Chris Sale's are coming. It's mm. going to fix those problems. Mm. It's going to help the starting rotation, which doesn't need help, and then it's going to fix the bullpen in turn. It's, I don't think it will. Okay. I, especially at first. Because I don't see Chris Sale coming back and being just an ace immediately. I just don't. He
1: <laughs> was, was good last
0: year. But here's the thing. Even if he puts up those numbers again last year, I don't expect that his first couple starts.
1: Okay, I get that.
0: There'll be some rust. And here's the thing. They're going to have a short leash on him the first couple games anyway, which means... There's going to be half of those games are going to be at least half of those games are going to be the bullpen.
1: Well, yeah, but what they'll do is they'll piggyback whoever the normal starter would have been, whether it would be Whitlock or Hauk. Likely Whitlock, because Whitlock is the guy that they have put into the rotation.
0: Okay, I guess. But still. Uh,
1: here's the other thing I want to talk about. Um, Jackie Bradley's on paternity leave. Duran comes up. He's hit well in the minors. Hit well this year so far before being called up. It sucks to say this because the guy's on paternity
0: leave, but
1: do you think that Duran could play himself into Jackie's job?
0: I would love that. I
1: would too. <laughs> I was <laughs> just about no, to.
0: No, I don't think he's going to. Really? Here's the thing. I, 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 what, if, what if he hits fantastic
1: over this next few days while Bradley's gone? I, what has Jackie done? We have hope for Duran. I do too, but like, what has Jackie done to keep the job? He's got like
0: 15 doubles. While he hits two ten, <laughs> okay. I mean, he's only hit, he's hitting three oh eight and thirteen at bats. Duran is, and like yet yeah, we he's a high ender, high end prospect. He's expected to be a major league player and a pretty decent one at that. Hey, I love a guy with his speed at the top of the lineup. You know, the starter. I just don't think he's going to play himself into be like. Well, we can't not play him every day, right now. Um, I just don't think that's going to happen this year. Like I don't expect him to be a, a typical just three hundred hitter right now. He's only twenty five and uh I like I said, he'll be a pretty decent player, but I, I just don't I don't think he will right now. Okay. And he's not actually a very good base runner.
1: No, he can be a bit idiotic on the base
0: And he's potential fielder, but he's not the best fielder. No. So But if he can hit,
1: whereas Jackie is an absolute
0: offensive liability. However, if it's not so much better than Jackie, like so worlds ahead of where Jackie's hitting, I don't think his lack of fielding – and again, I don't think he's a terrible fielder. But Jackie will save you runs in the field Mm. knowing damn well he's not going to give you any on the board. (laughs) But like Duran – Unless he's giving you a bunch of runs with the bat, I don't wanna. I don't necessarily want to like, you know, give up Jackie's fielding time. Really? Kinda, uh, yeah. I I am total opposite of
1: you on that. And I think if Duran hits well over this, over this little audition he has, I 100% think he can take Bradley's job and hope he takes Bradley's job because they do need to lengthen this lineup a little bit.
0: I would like him to take Bradley's job because that means he's doing great. Mm. But, like I said, like, and also, like, (laughs) Duran can can get on base and then find a way to knock it around where if Jackie gets on base, like, Jackie Jackie can be dynamic. He can take that extra base that Duran should be able to take but can't because he just doesn't – gets lost. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jackie doesn't run himself into outs the way Duran can. Mm. So – Jack can get him on base. They can rein that in. I would hope so. They can rein that in. That that seems like an easy fix to me. But this is why I say, like, let's not rush into giving this kid jo- the job. I didn't right?
1: say give him the job right now. All I'm saying is in this little audition period that Bradley, while Bradley's on paternity leave, I think Durant could potentially play himself
0: into the job. I think this little audition period will give him the opportunity to stay on the Major League roster? Well, here's my thing is I don't think he'll stay on the Major League roster because if
1: he's not starting, where does he fit? Mm. He's a left-handed bat. Bradley's a left-handed bat.
0: They could use some more left-handed bats.
1: They, and, like, who's, you I want Duran to play every day to get the at-bats and keep getting better.
0: Well, then the only left-handed you have is Verdugo. Well, I guess for, uh, for uh, Cordero does bat left. Yeah, they're all
1: left-handed bats on the outfield, dude. Duran doesn't fit. If Duran's not starting, he doesn't fit. They're not
0: handed left-handed bats. You
1: just said Frenchie's left-handed, too.
0: Uh, Hernandez ain't, uh, and Martinez ain't. That's true. Um, Mart- Martinez isn't an outfielder anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I mean, they try to do Arroyo in the outfield. He's a righty, but... Uh, yeah. But- Would you rather Frankie or Duran? Well, the way Frankie's hitting right now, Frankie. I mean he's only about in two forty seven though.
1: Yeah, but he gives you pop. I mean Duran has some pop, but right now Frenchie's hitting the ball really well. And I someone who don't doesn't like Cordero at all, but right now he's hitting the ball too well for me to say I'd rather have Duran than Cordero.
0: <laughs> you don't like him at all? I, I
1: never did before this, no. Okay. I, I didn't I just didn't see it with Frenchie.
0: Mm. mm. So. Hmm. Send all back down.
1: Oh gosh I, <laughs> I hope so to
0: play first <laughs> Who's going to play first? Duran Cordero Oh if Cordero's played some first Yeah Cordero would play first Oh yeah Okay Yeah no You
1: would put Cordero at send, first Then you put Duran in the other Send outfit. Bobby Dahl back down Honestly though Like Cause here's the thing
0: Frankie Cordero you, was you, awful you, with you, the stick. you have thrown a wrench into my What I was saying Frankie Cordero was what? awful With the bat last year You know I think you
1: said this joking A little bit
0: But I don't think that's a joke I did say it as a joke, but now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, hmm, it's good to like help the team here. Cordero has
1: played first, right? I'm not crazy.
0: No, he has. Yeah. And he's not very good at it, but neither is Bobby. Yeah, Bobby's not a great
1: defensive third base, uh, first baseman either. Yeah. Oh my goodness. In three Isn't weeks, it? in three weeks, are we going to see Duran in the outfield and Cordero at first and
0: Bobby back at Worcester? Bobby Dalbeck has played so bad this year, we forget he's on the team. I know. And it's sad, because I actually had hopes he would maybe take a step.
1: Especially with oh. how, how good he played at the end of last yeah. year.
0: Like, he needs to change his stance
1: entirely. I don't know what he needs to do, but he has been awful. What is he hitting, 179?
0: Yes. With
1: that's, what? That's exactly what he's batting. Is he hitting, what, two, three homers?
0: Three home runs, 10 RBIs. 10? Ten? Uh, he only has 10 RBIs? Yeah, a 5.56 OPS.
1: Oh. Yeah, you know what? I change my thing, Duran. If he hits well enough over this span, Jackie comes back. Frenchie goes to first.
0: Yeah, he struck out. He struck out eight times his last seven games. Striking out at least once a game it seems. Not good. No. Not, not good, Bobby. Not
1: not good at all, Bobby.
0: What are you doing? <laughs> what aren't you doing? <laughs> like I don't know. I I don't know what to tell this kid anymore. Because like I mean he won't. He hasn't changed his swing seemingly at all mm. since he got up here. He doesn't really. Uh, he can't really catch up to fastballs. No. He he loves to chase those low and away uh, sliders. Mm. I don't like. I don't know what to do.
1: I. He's just a kid who seems like he can't make the adjustment. And there are plenty of people who can't do it, and he seems like one.
0: Damn.
1: I know. Are we are we are we in on this? <laughs> are we are we, are are we, we pl- out on Bobby? Well, are we planting the flag here? It, it's it, it's a bust for Bobby. Yeah.
0: Ah oh, man, Frenchie's doing okay at 27, and like Bobby's 26. That's the thing. Like this is like think the last thing you can do for Bobby. Send him back down. And, and tell him to work on some stuff. Figure it out. Yeah. And maybe we'll see you in September. Okay. All right. So,
1: final verdict here. You didn't really agree with my first take. Now we've uh, we've we've in gonna, real time. We've in real time Jackie? adopt. We've in real
0: time morphed this. <laughs> what are you going to do with Jackie then? Send him down? No, he's going to play outfield. But like I'm saying, like let's say they don't do this Bobby idea at all, which because are probably not. Um, what if
1: Duran absolutely rakes for the next five days? Well then, or what, long what do
0: you do with then Jackie? He plays outfield. He's the fourth outfielder. So, but then someone has to go somewhere. Frenchie goes to first. Duran plays almost no, every but, day. All right, listen, they're not doing this Bobby doll back here. They're not going to do it. You don't think so? No. Okay. So that's what I mean. Like, what is your then? Where does Jackie go? Oh, he can't go anywhere. Yeah, so he what gets what I mean. DFA'd. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. I like Jackie Bradley the person, though. <laughs> so I don't want it to happen to the man. He just had a kid. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> Someone will someone Listen, will pick him up. I'm sure he'll be fine. Oakland will get him, or the Reds. <laughs> he or. deserves better than that. He has a ring.
1: He does have a ring. He does. He does. He was pretty bad in Milwaukee last year, though. Yeah. Um. So no. You you are even 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 when we morph the idea into what you came. Well, up I just with, don't. You see just them. don't think Duran
0: can play his way into a job. No, I didn't say that. I just well here's the thing. I don't think they're gonna send Bobby down no matter what. I don't think they think that'll help him at all. And realistically, will it? Probably not. I think it would. Ah, I just don't know what else you can learn down there.
1: It's not about learning. It's about changing stuff and not having the pressure to perform at the major league level while you're trying to figure some stuff out. I Where know. to put my hands? Do I change this? Do I change that? Do I change the leg stance? Do I, cha- You know what I mean? like Stuff like that. He needs
0: to change his stance. I guess. He needs to do something. I mean, his swing is just so... Long? It is... <laughs> And it's just so... Um, he can't get things with it. Yeah, I know he can't. Like, he can't... He can't catch up. It's not even that's the catching up. Like, if he needs to, like, do a safety swing, like, he's not going to hit it. Mm-hmm. So if you get it, if you get it a little off the plate and it looks good enough to him, he's going to swing and miss. Like, he, he has to learn to stop chasing, which I know is very hard to do, but even, like, when he does chase, he can't. If he ever is going to chase, he's not going to hit it. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have that ability... As much as we hate Xander Bogart's swing, when he lunges, he can hit it. Mm. He can make contact. He can keep himself alive. Bobby Dahlback can't do that at all. No, he can't. He really can't.
1: All right. We're good on this. You don't think that Duran can play his way into a job. I think Duran can play his way into a job over the next couple of days.
0: I th- I just don't know what you're going to do with everyone else.
1: When, when, when's your deadline here with Dahlback? When do we start thinking about it's time for you to lose your job?
0: A week ago. Okay. <laughs> but you don't think they'll do it. No, I don't. When do you think the Sox will do it? July? Um, they'll probably just be like. Trade a- deadline? No, they'll probably just be like after this year, like, sorry, buddy. You think they'll roll the whole year? Yeah.
1: In a wild card spot, in a playoff hunt, Yeah. with zero production out of first base? Yeah.
0: What? the thing. Maybe they'll make a trade.
1: Well, that's what I just said. Maybe you a- bail in July
0: mm, when oh, you okay. can pick somebody up. Here's the thing. But doesn't mean they're going to send Bobby anywhere. I think they're going to. Oh, re-
1: okay, what I just said was, was more just what can Bobby do to finally lose his job? And when when's the uh, date? Okay. When do we put the date? Now, well, Are we going
0: July? By lose his job, you just mean not the everyday starter. Yes. Sure, I think the trade deadline, he'll lose his job.
1: Okay, if this continues.
0: When this continues.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: All right. Uh, but, like, I don't think Duran, will. they'll send him down for Duran. I don't think they'll send him down for Cadero or to make Jackie Bradley fit. Okay. I think they'd rather send Duran or Cadero back down because they just think nothing can save Bobby except
1: He'll figure it out. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. So, <laughs> some football. Kyler Murray attended the voluntary OTAs of the Arizona Cardinals. And I think that bodes, uh, I mean, that's got to bode well, right? You attended voluntary OTAs. If you're going to tell the voluntary OTAs, which a lot of ca- quarterbacks don't, Aaron Rodgers, um, despite having a whole new rodgers shaver room, but be that as it may. Tom Brady didn't. Oh yeah, but he at least that was the
0: same team, for the most part. Yeah, but and Brady worked with them in the offseason, too. Aaron will come in and be like, they're gonna they're gonna come into my system. Yeah, Brady also, do what I want but Brady
1: also. But Brady also would throw with his wide receivers in the off too, though.
0: Not his rookie ones.
1: Okay, that's true. But like, <laughs> not the uh, young so ones. So what does Aaron just refuse to throw the ball to a rookie? Let's see how that works refuses, for you when your only wide receiver think, is Alan Lazard. I
0: think he refuses to do a lot of things, and like he doesn't care. All right, whatever.
1: Anyway, Kyler Murray at least was at OTAs, <laughs> which makes me think that not only is he going to play this year, but I think that Arizona and him are close to working out a deal. Really? I hope not. And as much as the personality is makes me not want to pay him a ton of money, the NFC has never been weaker. The Niners... Don't really know what their quarterback situation is. Aaron is old. Dallas lost a bunch of guys. And there's no one else in the NFC who I really feel like is on the come up. So I feel like now is the time for Murray and the Cardinals to maybe pounce and take the opportunity. I might just bite the bullet at this point. And this is a little different than the rants I've given in the past. I might just bite the bullet and say well, we're going to have to pay him for four years, five years. Whatever it needs to be to work this out.
0: Uh, I wouldn't. Why? Because I don't think I just don't think they should put up with a guy like this. But, like, what's the alternative? Um, he's gonna play this year whether you give him a contract or not, mm-hmm. and you try to capitalize on that in a weak conference, and then you you draft a quarterback.
1: Would you and draft get rid, and get rid of him? Draft and trade Murray for another quarterback. Ooh, maybe. What if McDaniel's goes nuclear for some reason? He was like, "You know what, Derek Carr, no." And traded Derek Carr to the Cardinals I, for Murray in picks.
0: I definitely don't see that happening.
1: Okay. Especially, I, I especially I, since the I don't either, but I'm just saying, like, especially is that like the that's like the only alternative I could think <clears throat> of for where I would as a Cardinals move on from Kyler Murray if I got another proven quarterback in return.
0: Uh. In... I maybe, but like, yeah, I don't see any team doing that. Well, for whatever reason,
1: it seems like every every year I have to hear that Derek Carr is available.
0: Really, I don't ever
1: remember hearing it <laughs> all the time.
0: I I, I I always hear about how much they love Derek Carr and how the, this well, is their man. I mean, I actually, think, I, there was a couple years ago. I remember hearing it. Yes,
1: this year I didn't hear it as much as I did in years past because everyone realized.
0: I um, did hear it like two years ago. I, I heard it with it. Gruden multiple times. Yeah, when they first brought in Gruden, I was like, oh, they're just going to start from scratch everywhere. Yeah. But then they just became such close friends. Everyone's Derek Carr's friend, I swear to God. Like, that guy has a great relationship with everybody.
1: Well, you know, that's probably better as a leader than being uh, a prick. It helps. <laughs> it helps.
0: It helps. <laughs> it
1: definitely helps. People want to play for you. haven't but won anything just with seriously, it, but I, I just don't, <laughs> not I just, a damn thing. I just don't see why you think... With the weaknesses that I just pointed out, the opportunity that's now in front of the Cardinals, I just don't see how you can pass that up now.
0: I mean, I think they'll try to take advantage of it this year. I mean, to me,
1: they're finishing in second in the division now.
0: But I also, like, I also think they know that, like, well, with this team we have now, like, they took a step back. Mm-hmm. They lost Chandler Jones, which I know he was very injury-prone, um, but like, you still lost a guy like that. You don't have DeAndre Hopkins for six
1: games? Yeah, but they brought in Marquise Brown Oh, to go with – but they have some good wideouts there, though, to go with Randall Moore, who looked really good last
0: year it a yeah, you, lost, you lost the best, yeah. most valuable wide receiver on the market in Christian Kirk. <laughs> um, I, I just – I don't think they'll be – I think they'll be like the second-half Cardinals more than the first-half Cardinals. All year? Kind of, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So you, and here's the thing. So wait, 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 wait. I think they'll still compete because of how weak So so how, so how do you think
1: so how do you think that they're going to finish in second? You don't
0: think. I mean, I didn't say they think, will finish
1: in second. Oh, I thought you agreed with me when I said that.
0: I I don't know. I don't want to make that prediction because I San Fran has the potential to finish, it'll be an absolute dumpster fire. We know Seattle's going to suck. I think um, Seattle
1: might be the worst team in the league. All right,
0: well, you said that about Philly last year and they made the playoffs. Now now I'm saying now I'm thinking well <laughs> Seattle might be good. They're not going to be good. <laughs> Drew Locke might figure it out. <laughs> Um but poor Noah Fan. They could finish second and that could be enough to get them wild card. I just think they won't be that great of a Can team. Can we all take like a
1: moment though to like just send our apologies to Noah Fant? <laughs> I feel so bad for that man.
0: I mean I wonder how many situations they've been in. Like um You went from Drew Locke in Denver.
1: Then your all your teammates are getting excited because they got Russell Wilson, but you went from Drew Locke to Drew Locke. In
0: Seattle. <laughs> well, that reminded me of uh, it was that trade. It was 2012, and I mean, it was the Red Sox. They had like that. They spent all that money on like Carl Crawford and Adrian Gonzalez, but then it wasn't working out. So they traded everyone. It was like the most expensive trade in MLB history. Uh-huh. It was uh, Josh Beckett, Andrew Gonzalez, and Carl Crawford. They all went to the Dodgers because mm-hmm. that's what the Dodgers do. And I felt so bad for James Loney. <laughs> who got traded to the Red Sox. So you might have heard, like, oh, we got all these players. Like, we're definitely going for it this year, guys. It's like, yeah, but you're going back to the Red Sox. <laughs> so that's what I feel like it's a situation like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, that sucks for you. Yeah, exactly. Except, except you had to be the throw-in.
1: Yeah, except it's even worse with this because it's like Noah Fan is directly attributed to the guy throwing him the football. Yeah. And now he... Has the Drew Lock still just
0: in a different yeah. place? Yeah, and he lives so. in Seattle, now basically. Of hey, Denver.
1: hey, honey, we got to pick it up and move again, and I'm still dealing with the same quarterback.
0: Yeah, higher crime rates, <laughs> shitty, crappier weather.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, Jeez. crazier people, yeah, definitely crazier <laughs>
0: people. <laughs> All right, so
1: Murray at OTAs. I think there's a deal going to get done. Uh, you you don't necessarily I, think it means that. I don't,
0: nor do I think they should. Okay, here's the thing. We also said even if a deal doesn't get done, he's going to play anyway. Mm. And I think that's still the case. So I don't think they should sell their soul to this whiny little brat. All right, fine. Last – well, not last, but
1: the last piece of NFL stuff. Deshaun Watson, now a 23rd and 24th case coming up on the horizon. Uh You know, We originally thought last week because he was meeting with the league offices, maybe it meant that there was going to be a decision soon, and maybe it was for the better. Now with the 23rd and 24th, and what I've heard since – last week it has started to make me think that we may hear something soon still but i think it's going to be really really severe i mean yeah. and the precedent has been set with what mlb did with trevor bauer mm. not saying that that means the nfl is going to give him two years but it makes me think they're not going to go lenient i mean you know and the problem now is is like this is no closer to getting resolved <laughs> like what a mess and I get it from Cleveland's perspective to be aggressive and go for it. I, I'm not going to fault him for that. But, oh, my gosh, you kind got to be panicking a little bit if, if you're in the front office of Cleveland, right? You still up Baker May. He's never going to play for that franchise again.
0: I think he doesn't really have much of a choice. Maybe he doesn't. Like, if you really think you're going to get a, at least a half-decent contract, I mean, you can't really trade him at this point. You probably could for pennies. But it doesn't seem to be happening, and you're going to... Well, that's because teams are just waiting for them
1: to release him. You're going to
0: squander this opportunity. Because like
1: the minute Deshaun can play, you do have to
0: release Baker Mayfield. You can't keep him on the roster. Yes, you can.
1: No, you
0: can Yes, you can. No. If you, I mean, here's the thing. Now you should definitely keep him and be like, listen, this is your chance. You're not going to be a Brown, but this is your chance to prove you could be a decent quarterback elsewhere. No, I know. Play. That might
1: end up happening, though. I just I don't I don't see the ego of Baker allowing that to happen. I think Mm. he'll refuse to play. You need to humble yourself, bro. He's not going to do that. He's never shown that he's capable of doing that. But do you think that this means Watson isn't for a heavy heavy penalty
0: now? You think? I mean, I don't know. Those first twenty-two were clearly just nothing, but like (laughs) those twenty-third and twenty-fourth. I mean, I guess like that. That's just the line. (laughs) Twenty-two women, whatever. Twenty-three women. No. Um, but we, I also, I said this the other day to you, mm-hmm. that like we seem to be wrong. Yes. Every time anything comes out about this and make a prediction. Yeah. So, I think it will be fine. No suspension whatsoever. No way. <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Oh,
1: the NFL can do that?
0: The NFL can do what they want, bro. That's true. He, and honestly.
1: Or, what the NFL could say is kind of what they said last year, which is. We're not going to hand down a punishment yet to something that hasn't been resolved.
0: And I think they should stick with that. Okay. I really think they should. And I know I said last week, like, the fact that they are talking to these people and trying to – the NFL is trying to move it along makes me think they weren't going to. Mm-hmm. Give them a – like, bring the hammer down on them. Um, but, uh, I mean, anything is possible. That's why like just nothing has happened because yeah I'm sure the NFL wants to really see well like what's the appropriate punishment here which I'm sure like they'll look at what the appropriate punishment is and ruin it anyway because they can never get that right because they're the NFL, um, but I prefer them to wait and I um and it I think they still will for the most part I know but optically as a PR thing it's
1: just a mess if he is able to play and like what if Deshaun Watson is you know lighting it up and in the AFC Championship game with all this stuff looming over him like it's just it's just such a horrible. You mean look. all these
0: civil cases? Yeah,
1: but it's still a horrible look for the NFL.
0: Mm, I feel like to the person that actually has some idea of what's going on and that those are just civil cases will not be that offended. But to the idiot you're
1: giving you're giving the culture and the greater masses uh, a lot more credit for how oh. They'll have perspective on the situation. Who? I'm just saying, in general, it's a terrible PR look.
0: Uh, I don't think the NFL can make their PR any more worse than they have. And, again, I don't don't think it is. I don't think it should be. Mm. These are civil cases, and none of them seem to be that strong of a case. Again, I'm not in the jury selection. I'm not looking at any of this stuff that closely. But, like, the fact that they're civil, they constantly are backing off more and more and more. Um and hence the fact they went from criminal to civil. Like they clearly not that bad. Mm. And no, I don't think you should destroy a man for um something that's clearly not that bad. What are happening to innocent until proven guilty? Why are we gonna destroy this guy's entire life and not let him do anything until like again, if he if a term comes out it's horrible like then okay, them, then I'm you... not disagreeing with
1: that. I actually like the policy the NFL has had at least so far on this, which is until it's resolved, we don't want to pass down punishment. I like it. That doesn't mean that I think that's
0: what's going to happen now, though.
1: So this is not this is not a this is not of what right. I if think you, they should do. If you want to
0: speculate, yeah, the would... NFL will wreck this and mess it up. Yes, but
1: and, and also, by the way, part of the reason that the NFL had not originally made any rulings on it is because it was a criminal case at first. And what they said was, is we need to wait for the information to come out and we need to wait for, you know, the, res- you know, the situation to be resolved. As or be. to at least be clearer. So, but that was, they said that that was when a criminal. Now it's a civil. So I don't know if that will change the NFL's policy towards reacting to this.
0: Okay. And isn't it? What, all right. When it's definitely criminal, they should absolutely wait and see. Now... You're right. From a PR standpoint, especially if it's still criminal, and it's like, well, he hasn't been past judgment yet, so he can still play. Like, that doesn't look great. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but now, you're right. Now that it's civil, maybe they want to, like, get this over with in terms of the NFL standpoint. Like, all right, we're going to... But, again, I kind of don't think they should. Mm. I still think they should wait and let him play, especially at this point, because it's less of a PR nightmare. And again, to the average person, the average football fan that actually has some idea of what's going on, this will not be a PR nightmare for them. They will not be, wow, oh, what a terrible, terrible person. They'll be thinking, that's whatever. To the, the idiot out there that just hears. To the woke mob who doesn't yeah. watch sports anyway. That just hears that there's a man named Deshaun Watson who has some accusations against him and is still playing. Now to that person who doesn't watch football, they're going to lose their mind. But screw that person. Yeah. Like, who cares what they think? They're no, you're never going to get his money anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, I don't care what they have to say. Mm-hmm. So, I I think he should still be able to play. I think they should keep it till the court passes judgment and then decide from there, regardless of how it looks. I, uh, personally, in, in reality,
1: in reality, I wish it would go that way too. I just I I don't think it will. I do think now that it it's gone on this long. It's a civil cases now, 23rd and 24th now, too. I do think the NFL
0: will pass some sort of suspension and judgment. In terms of this, that question, they seem to be heading that way. Mm -hmm. Now, what does this 23rd and 24th do? I don't know. I don't know exactly what this 23rd and 24th have said. Mm. Um, And it seemed to have been going somewhat well for him. He was probably going to get some sort of punishment. Mm. But it seemed to be like, all right, this won't be that bad. This won't be life-altering. I won't be banished from the league here. Just maybe a couple games. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, right. This seems the NFL is looking to at least make a decision sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Probably before week one.
1: Definitely before
0: week one. Um, but, like I said, I don't think this should. All right. All right.
1: We are going to take our last quick break before we go into, uh, you know, a little game, a little segment. We're gonna decide. Uh, we're we're in the first week of June now, two months in the books in the uh, MLB season. The dog days of summer are around the corner. So we're gonna see, look at some teams and two specific players as well, what they're doing so far, and decide if it's built to last or it's gonna pass. So, quick break with the
0: Break to play... Uh, I don't know. Have we played this before? A version of this before? No, have we not, done really. This? no not really. I feel like we did something kind of version of this I in w- the past. I mean, we've done but... like is your season over or not? Uh, this is the Fat the Lady? Fa- yeah, the Fat yeah. Lady Sings. Uh, it's time to play Smash or Pass. Uh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> will it last or will this pass? Well, or... oh, if you want to make it about that, we did do that with playoff teams. It... Bed, wed, behead. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, first team yes. uh, is... Dom, yes. The Phillies have struggled, yes. Maybe more than we thought at the out at the start of the season, mm-hmm. but is this is this their what they're going to have to suffer through, mm. or will this will this change?
1: Um, I think with the Phillies, this is going to pass. Actually, I think they got Joe Girardi out of there, which I think was great for the locker room and the chemistry. A lot of times, when you, even if they didn't, even when they don't hate the manager, sometimes when you get rid of one, it just seems as a fresh start. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is I just think that the Phillies are better than this. They have a plus 18 run differential. Reese Hoskins is only batting 216, eight homers, and 25 RBIs. We expect that to get better. After Castellanos' torrid start to the season, he hasn't really played well. He's down to 244, seven homers, and 29 knocked in. I expect that to be better. Also, the front of the rotation is good. I mean, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler there at the front of the rotation. Um, Nola, 3.92 ERA, a .93 whip, and a two twelve batting average against. Between the whip and the batting average against, you expect that ERA to even go lower. Zach Wheeler, 3.14 ERA, a whip of 1.17, and a two forty batting average against. So they have two elite studs at the top of the rotation. After that, Zach Eflon has been exactly about what you think Eflon will be. Ranger Suarez has been effective. So I think it's been a lot of cases of Not a great amount of luck. Hoskins and Castellanos, I think, will produce better than they have been. Now, the bullpen is still sketchy, but their bullpen has been sketchy for years, and I still think they're a better team than this. I think you'll find, once we get to the end of July, they're right there on the cusp of a playoff spot. So, I think, going to pass with the Philadelphia Phillies. This trend is going to pass. You can always retort... We, uh, how this game works is, like all games, if you agree, you don't really talk back. We move on to the next. But if you don't agree, you have time to talk.
0: I I have mixed feelings about the Phillies. <clears throat> I feel like they are not playing as good as they are on paper. But at the same time, like that's just been their MO for a couple of years now. So it makes me it makes me really question of whether or not this will turn around because it it no matter what they do and no matter where they throw money, it just never seems to turn around. Mm. Especially that bullpen. Yeah. Um so I I I think it's possible, but I don't I don't have a lot of faith in the Phillies to actually turn around. Okay. So I, I agree about some things, but I, I kind of disagree.
1: Okay. That's fine. All right. Jesse.
0: Yeah. What are
1: the teams you were bullish on a bit? Yeah. They're at twenty four and thirty right now, not playing great baseball. Um, so, the question is, with the Seattle Mariners, is this built to last or is this trend that they're on right now going to pass?
0: Mm. Now, I did say I picked them to win the West, the AL West. Now, given what I know now, doesn't seem like that going to be that way. Part of the reasons why we possibly speculated that was we were wondering what the Astros were going to be. Astros are just as good as they've always been. Yes. Seems like the West is kind of wrapped up. So I was wrong there, but in terms of like the Mariners themselves, they are not playing up to what I thought they would be in just in general. Uh, I mean, if you look at Robbie Ray, did I expect him to put up another Cy Young season, especially going um, essentially cross country or uh, from coast to coast, um, but he's got an ERA of almost 5, 4.93. His whip is 1.25. Uh, this is not the typical Robbie Ray that we've seen. Um, so I think that'll get a little better. The other names they brought in, Adam Frazier, is only batting .238. Uh, and Jesse Winker is batting .211. Mm-hmm. .211. Three home runs, only 21 RBIs. Uh, his OPS is .618. And Suarez worth is 236. So he's actually doing pretty well with the power numbers. 11 home runs, 32 RBIs. But these are not really the numbers you thought when you brought all these guys in. You wanted them to get on base a lot more. You want them to be your stars. I know a player, uh, the young guy Rodriguez, has turned it around. Uh, so this team has been getting better, especially as a team like the Angels have fallen back down to earth. Um, so I think they will still be better. I think they will compete for a wild card spot as these guys figure themselves out. I don't expect them all to be as bad as they've been. These are better players than what they've shown. Um, the Angels are playing better than they should. I not anymore, They're not. not. well. Not yes. Not recently. <laughs> now they're zero and eleven. <laughs> yes. Now that they've come back down to earth, the Mariners are slowly getting it back together. So I still expect this team to compete for the wild spot down the stretch. So oh, gonna pass then. Okay. Yes, this will pass. Yes, right. this this bad stuff will pass. I feel
1: yeah. sounds good. All right.
0: Um. Wait, I gotta ask you, well, Dominic. Yes. Well, I mean, do you have a rebuttal? Of that? No, I don't actually. So then. The White Sox, Mm -hmm. the team we all expected to win the Central, have been disappointing. Mm. What do you think about that? Is that going to continue?
1: All right. So with the Chicago White Sox, I struggle with this one because there are so many individual aspects that I like about this team and so many very talented people. But I have come to the conclusion that collectively as a unit, at least for this season, this is built to last. There are Mm. minus 56 run differential. That's significant, and even entails that their record might should be worse than it is right now at 25 and 27. Um, there's multiple guys in this lineup that aren't hitting. Yasmani Grandal has had multiple years where he's had awful offensive down years, despite the fact that he is a more offensive catcher. This is not the first terrible season he's had. Abreu is getting up there in age. Can you really expect him to form at the MVP level? It worries me when we're this late in the season, a guy is at his age and is struggling. Yoan Mancata has never blossomed into the player that we all hoped, and now he's played so bad, he's played himself kind of out of a job in Chicago. The only one who's hitting is Tim Anderson. Louis Garcia isn't hitting at all either. I think this offense is significantly flawed, and I think that will continue. Now, they have three studs, potential studs at the top of the rotation and Michael Kopach, Dylan Cease, and Giolito. And they actually have all pitched pretty effectively, which makes me even more skeptical about things in the future because they've pitched all three effectively so far, and you still have a losing record. The back end of the rotation is a mess. The bullpen's really not that great either, other than like Hendricks and Graveman. So I do think, at least for this season, There's a lot to keep. There's a lot to be happy about in the future for the White Sox. I think they can fix a lot of this next year. But I think this is built to last these struggles for the Chicago White Sox.
0: Mm. Are
1: you surprised
0: that I said that? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, because I. Now, here's the thing I'm not that surprised about the White Sox. I'm surprised at how the Twins are doing, I'm surprised at how the Guardians are doing. But I was never that hype about the White Sox mm. in general. I felt like they took advantage of a bad division in the past couple of years, and so this mm. doesn't quite surprise me. Mm. So... All right, so you think... So I'm, I'm just surprised that you that, said that.
1: Yeah, I know. I figured you'd be surprised by that one.
0: All right, so Jesse. Moi? The big one. Yeah?
1: The New York Yankees are, like, the best team in baseball and seem like they never give up any runs at they're, least over the past week or two. So... Is this torrid pace of the Yankees, as clearly the best team in the AL East, is this built to last
0: or is it Mm. gonna pass? It's a tough question. It is. Part of me thinks it kind of is. It'll just kind of, but it's not gonna come. It's not gonna go at this pace. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Uh, If you look at run differential, they are second in run differential. The Dodgers are first at one plus one thirteen. They are second at plus one hundred and two, and then the third best team is a team that is playing a little better than we thought at the Mets at plus 76. Mm-hmm. So it very much f- falls off after that. So this is clearly a team playing probably above what uh, most teams are expect to get out of themselves. <laughs> um, so, I mean, even like you look at Houston. Houston has played great. They're only a plus 48 run differential. Mm-hmm. So there's clearly a giant discrepancy there. Now, a lot of it is surprising pitching, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Now, you said these guys could be really good you just didn't know how what their ceiling was Mm -hmm. uh first one nestor cortez he's got an ERA of 1.5 right now Mm -hmm. he's got a whip of 0.87 five and one record uh 68 strikeouts to 60 innings um obviously incredible numbers Mm -hmm. don't expect anyone to keep that up no it's it's absurd Yes, for 162 games, I know Like, if he is healthy, he'll only play like 32 of them themse- himself as a starter, but to keep that up for another two-thirds of this season will be pretty insane. Mm-hmm. And I'll have one of the best rookie campaigns in terms of a pitcher ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so expect him to come back down to earth. Another one is Michael King. Uh, he's got an area of 2.90, a whip of one, 42 strikeouts in 31 innings. Uh, Another guy that very much expect him to come back down to earth. Uh, this pitching is surprisingly what well, good. Uh, we had th- we said it had Dom. You especially said it had potential, but they're pitching out of their minds right now. Mm-hmm. It is insane. Another person that's playing out of his mind is Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. He is on a sixty-two home run pace, mm-hmm. and now I know he plays in a little league field, and he has one of the best power potentials in the league. But this is not the Aaron Judge that you know. Uh, if he can stay healthy, he can be a great player. He has never been a 300 hitter. He's batting 313 right now. He's always been a strikeout machine. And I know it, when you know you get a little older, you can uh, change that, you can adjust, so your you strikeout numbers go down and whatnot. But this has never been his MO. He has 21 home runs currently. Uh, expect this to come back down to earth. Do not expect him to actually hit 60 by the end of the year. I don't care what stadium he plays in. It's not gonna happen. So, getting back to that run differential thing, this will even out. They took advantage of a slow starting Red Sox team and a slow starting Toronto team. Good that I do expect them to still be there in October. Yes, they will still be competing, especially with the expanded playoff, but do not expect this big of a discrepancy come September.
1: I would agree. The other part I would put on there is Judge is due to go on the DL at some point, and the other one. Jamison Tyon, who I really do like, is still pitching over his head. And he's another one who's never healthy at all. Jamison Tyon is due for his, you know, yearly stint, extended stint on the disabled list as well. I don't think, I mean, if you're looking him up right now, see what the most amount of innings Tyon's ever even pitched in a season.
0: Uh, He's right down here. Yeah, right now he's two thirty ERA, forty four strikeouts in fifty eight innings, WHIP of zero point nine zero. Um, what did you want me? What was it? What was it? Uh, we'll see. What's the
1: most amount of innings he's ever pitched in a season? hundred and ninety one in twenty eighteen. In twenty
0: eighteen. Second most, one forty four in twenty twenty
1: one. One forty four. Yeah. No. Exactly. He's 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 always injured. I expect him to get hurt and not be able to pitch at this level, too. So, no, I agree with you there. All right, moving on. Jesse, for the next one.
0: Uh, the Minnesota Twins currently leading the Central. Surprising. Yes. Surprising to say the least. It is surprising, but for the Minnesota Twins, I actually think this is
1: built to last. Mm-hmm. 32 and 24, uh, they have a plus 27 run differential. And if you go look at their offense, I don't think there's anyone in the lineup who's really hitting over their heads. I mean, Luis Araza is not gonna keep it in three fifty-eight, but it's not like he's hitting at some ridiculous power number torrid pace, and he's always been a contact guy who will hit above three hundred. So I don't think there's anyone in this lineup who's really hitting over their heads. I would make the argument that there's one guy in this lineup who is underperforming, and that's Jorge Polanco, who is at a two twenty-six at the moment with six homers and twenty-nine RBIs. I expect him to hit better than that. I expect him to hit a, hit around 250, hit about 17, 18 to 21, 22 home runs. So I expect his production to go off. Now, here's the thing that does get tricky. You could say there's a little bit of fool's gold with the starting rotation. You you could say that is due to fall off a little bit. However, at the front of the rotation, I think is good. The kid, Joe Ryan, had five starts last year, but it's just no one was paying attention. Um, but he had a .79 whip, 30 Ks in 26 innings. So that's what he did in five starts last year. And he's built upon that this year even more. Now he's at 43 innings, 42 Ks, a .99 whip, a 2.28 ERA, and a 186 batting average against. Um, He's young. I think this is just an up-and-coming kid. So I think he will keep it up being a frontline starter. Then you have Sonny Gray, who they picked up, 2.41 ERA, a .98 whip, and a 187 batting average against. This is a Sonny Gray who is moving from what is notoriously one of the most hitter-friendly ballparks when he was pitching in Cincinnati, now to Minnesota. And he was effective in Cincinnati, so there's no reason to think that his numbers wouldn't be even better in Minnesota. I think the starting rotation keeps it up. The um, At least the front... Drew Smelter's ERA is like one-something. Smelter won't keep it up. He's not even a high-strikeout uh, guy who misses a lot of bats. That one will come back down to earth. I think they have enough help in the bullpen, and they have a bad division. I think... The Minnesota Twins are built to last, actually, this season.
0: Mmm. I, part of me wants to dispute that because I don't like the Twins, but at the same time, like, I don't like the White Sox. I don't like the Guardians. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, okay. It's kind of a perfect storm, I guess, going there. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, Jesse Caulfield. Hey. We're going to move
1: on to two individuals. Is this Adam Wainwright? Who we laughed at before and said he won't do what he did last year. (laughs) But he's doing it this year so far. But is Adam Wainwright really built to last?
0: Uh, I mean, it it would seem that as long as he has Yachty, he seems to be, it's going to last. He threw seven very good innings yesterday without recording a single strikeout. Yep. Well, that's the thing. He has consistently gone six to seven innings in almost every start. Out of the only one start, did he go less than five? Um, he has only gone f- uh, not he's only gone five innings and not hit the six inning mark three times, <laughs> um, and none of them have really even been that bad. Yeah. I accidentally exit out of all the stats here, uh, but I mean his overall stats: two point seven three ERA, one point two three WHIP. Um, he, I mean he's got a record of five and four, but like the Cardinals themselves are. An iffy team, they're competing, but they're well.
1: They're only a half game back of
0: the division now. Um, but it it, it would seem, like I said, as long as Adam Wainwright has Yadi Molina behind the dish, mm. it is, seems he will be okay and all right. I you can't argue with these stats. Here's his the last here's the game log. Um, for the last couple starts, which I can't find anymore. Game log. All right, so starting his first start, May 4th, he went seven innings, gave up one hit, zero runs. May 15th, six innings, three hits, two runs. May 20th, seven innings, four hits, one run. May 26th, five innings, ten hits, four runs. S- uh, May 31st, seven innings, two hits, no runs. June 5th, seven innings, nine hits, only two runs. Hmm. So this man, like I said, consistently goes six to seven innings. That's exactly what you want out of a starter nowadays. He doesn't give up a lot of hits. He still doesn't give up a lot of runs. You now At times, he can have the strikeout numbers going. At times, he doesn't need to have the strikeout numbers going. It's just him and Yadi doing what they want to do. Yeah, I kind of think it will last because that's just, that's just how it's been the past couple of years. Adam Wainwright won't age, even though this is last season. But hey... I think it will last.
1: Absolutely, and I'm going to have to cut this segment short because I have received a text message and a uh, someone sending me a what do we call this? I, I'm nudes? drawing a blank. Yeah, basically news. Oh, that's not what I said. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I said nudes. Now in the tw- oh, <laughs> now in the 24th case, his lawyer stupidly said on radio that uh, let's see what is this I don't know happy endings are not illegal Harn said that Watts engaged only in consensual sex and only on three occasions Harnes said on a statement later in the week attempting to clarify his marks on a Houston radio show interviews I mentioned that a message that happy endings is not illegal meaning it is not illegal for someone to have consensual sex with a, ser- with a therapist after the massage unless the sex is for pay Deshawn did not pay anyone for sex stupid comments to make by his lawyer a complete screw up also they had two different meetings um deshawn did with this massage therapist in which the second one after already having a complaint then again behaved inappropriately and the second one uh reached out to try and talk to deshawn and his lawyer and they did not at any point engage with the woman before the lawsuit was put into effect uh it's a screw up by his lawyer Terrible messaging coming out of his camp, and uh, you know he might he might be <laughs> screwed for this next NFL season.
0: Uh, well, I mean to break that down, uh, a happy ending is not illegal. However, it might be against company policy. So he, he didn't break the law. I mean, he did though, and it's not against it's not against the law. It Just might be against company policy. It's just the fact that, like... No, it is, because you can't pay for it. Well, he didn't say he paid for it.
1: Uh, you still can't say that
0: publicly. You can't... Well, I mean, you're not going to say publicly that he did pay for it. Even if he did. But if he didn't pay for it, it's just these massage therapists um, are breaking the massage rules. <laughs> the company rules. I don't know. Which, like, there's also that question of, like, you know, did they say yes because they were too afraid to say No. Which is, you know, a different moral question at that point. Mm -hmm. That's not rape. That's just like, well, you might have just been an a-hole and a bad guy about it.
2: Mm.
0: Which, like I said, is a different moral question. Not legally wrong, just morally wrong. But how do you prove that in a court of law?
1: I don't know, but it was stupid for his lawyer to say that.
0: Yeah, why did I don't know. I don't know? Well, You're basically
1: already sort of incriminating your client that he already did something that is already
0: morally questionable. I mean, things have come out already that what he did. I mean, I don't know, man.
1: I, I think, like he, I, think
0: yeah. I think this quote should make him the Darwin Award winner well, the week. Some of them have cried and Deshaun tried to console them. You don't think like this is just a, just a penis? Wait, wait, wait! You don't, a, <laughs> you don't think this is a
1: you don't think this is a Darwin caliber quote by his lawyer? I didn't say that. I I kind of want to give him the Darwin now. But like, we've already known some of these things. True, but still. All right. Getting back to this. Last thing. You covered the Wainwright thing. Yeah. <laughs> you were done with that. And I will say, I just did you say it was built to last or going to pass?
0: Uh, it's, it's
1: built to last. Okay. I agree 100%. We have to just come to terms with it. This man is, this man is elite pitcher in baseball. This man has reinvented himself. The last one, ask me. Um, we'll cover
0: it real fast. <laughs> for the Toronto Blue Jays, mm-hmm. a great deal in the offseason – for a great player, has been struggling though to, to adjust to Canada. Matt Chapman is—is is this gonna last? Is this str- woes gonna last, or is he gonna turn it around? Um, I think
1: actually, Matt Chapman, these struggles are built to last. Really? He hit just two ten last year with a three fourteen on base. Now he did club twenty seven home runs at least, but that's really bad. Uh, 202 strikeouts, a 210 average on a uh, 314. He's never been a high batting average guy, but he always hit higher than that. He continues his struggles this year. This is a large sample size now. You can't say this is a one-time thing. This is 700 at-bats worth of sample size. I, I think for whatever reason, the league has finally maybe adjusted to him and he's not been able to adjust. Maybe approaching age 30, the cliff has come. I don't know. It could be a combination of both things. But I actually think Matt Chapman and his struggles are built to last. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. I do uh, I'm, I guess I'll agree. Really? Because like, I mean, like I don't think it'd be this bad. Yeah. Like yeah. you know there'll be there'll be those Evan flows of the year, and like he'll get some he'll get some, you know, a couple pitches in a row. that will have something to do, get some to know what to do with or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think his power numbers will be fine. Mm. It's just, you know, you know maybe this is just... He's going to become like an Adam Frazier.
1: You mean a Todd Oh, theory. Todd Frazier. Yeah.
0: Excuse me. The Todd father. That's a that's a really good comp. Yeah, maybe it'll just become like that. Instant offense, not much else. All
1: right, yeah. No, maybe.
0: All right, with that, we're getting ready to wrap this up. Tommy Report. I don't need my notes for this. Uh, I was going to say, come on, we all know. You know what he did. We he played, played made... some golf. Yes, he did. With Aaron Rodgers, they won. They beat a... Uh, Mahomes and uh, Allen there. Um, did you watch it at all? No, I didn't. No, I don't care. I didn't either.
1: It's, I forgot it was on. It's still
0: golf. Yeah. So oh. Cord wrapped my I didn't even watch the Peyton one the year before though. So no, I've not I watched never, any of them. I never watched. It's film. it's golf. It's golf. I watched
1: the highlights.
0: Oh no, I not saw I saw um, Josh Allen hit a man with his golf ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the final shot that Aaron Aaron hit to to get the win and the fist pump and. That's kind of it. Yeah, I would agree. It's not that interesting. It's still golf. No, I, I would agree. All right.
1: So, uh, we're going to change up the Darwin. As
0: if you don't know who it is. As if you don't know who it is, you weren't
1: listening to the last segment. <laughs> so, this might lead us into more Deshaun talk a little bit now. But, drum roll please. This week's Darwin Award winner is Rusty Hardin. Deshaun Watson's lawyer for a stupid, stupid public comment. <laughs> Whether, you, whether it's legal or not legal, I don't even know. i, I got to go look at the law. But as a lawyer, you don't say things to incriminate your client. That was a stupid thing to say. Completely dumb. To say, the lawyer said, watson Lauren claims that happy endings are common in massage therapy, which they're not. Stop, they're not. They're not common in massage therapy.
0: Have you ever gotten a massage
1: therapy? No, I have not. Wait, wait, have I ever gotten a massage? Yeah. Yeah,
0: 100%. Maybe you're just not... Shut up. <laughs> you're just not that guy, Dom.
1: No, I don't go to sketchy just not ones. not a good hurt bag. I just don't go to sketchy ones. Uh, are common in massage therapy. They 100% are not common in massage therapy. You know therapy. what? I think they are for and, rich people. And short of paying extra for it, such conduct is not a crime. Now, to even say that <laughs> is also dumb. Because what you're basically saying is my client has... You're admitting that your client has engaged in sketchy behavior. Whereas the lawyer should be painting a picture as if Deshaun is innocent and these women are after him for either Uh, not always. Give and take. Maybe in the court of law, once the information is out then you can no longer have that defense. But in the public eye, before we've gotten to this point, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to go that route. You should try and keep the claim up of you know they're just this is totally, you know, they, they want money. They misunderstood a certain thing or that or this or yeah. that. You know, you don't say this. You don't say that. Because you're basically saying my client has at best engaged in morally questionable and reprehensible behavior and at worst illegal and at worst forcibly and illegal.
0: Hmm. I is that. The thing about are they common? I'm sure they are common for people that have money. And I bet they do often actually do pay extra for a happy ending. Uh, and I bet you'd be surprised how many places... Not that I have ever gone to a massage at all. But I bet more places have a, like a secret like, yes, give them money. They will give you what you want. I mean, that's still paying for sex at that point. Yes, and that's illegal. Yes, it is. Um, but he didn't incriminate that. Um, So, and the thing about that is, like, should he come out and say this? Uh, No. But if you heard it, like, you're not going to be on the jury. Mm. No one on the jury is going to be allowed to have been able to hear that. So, like, you can technically say that to anybody. It doesn't, like, I'm not going to be on that jury. Like, he can say that to me, and I'll just be like, oh, wow. Like, he probably should be guilty Mm. or should get some punishment. But... That that's not going to be presented in the court. Law and like I said, like oh, you can say that, and like a lot of times it's like all right, you can give that little give and take. It's like, yes, that was the situation, Your Honor, but that's not how it should have been interpreted. Mm. The victim is lying. The victim is exaggerating. The victim is misinterpreting. He did not understand. Mm. That's a lot of how these go. Uh, so I think that's a lot of how the arguments to go. So like, yes, heart- <laughs> he got his HJs. He got his happy endings. Um, (laughs) but it was consensual and there was no transaction. So therefore it was okay, which again just comes down to that. Like, well, that's not illegal, but that's just a moral question, Mm. which is like, that's not for the court of law. That's the, that's the court of public opinion. Yes. Well, Hardin then had to clarify his other
1: statements going back on a Houston show in which he said, I mentioned that a message Uh, That has a happy ending is not illegal, meaning it is not illegal for someone to have consensual sex with a therapist after a massage unless the sex is for pay. Deshawn did not pay anyone for sex. Hardham says via the statement, I was speaking in a hypothetical situation. Uh. If there is a consensual sexual encounter after a massage, that is not a crime nor the basis for a civil lawsuit. So he then had to go back and clarify his statements. Now
0: you messed up hard, bro. Clearly knowing that he had misspoken. You are a lawyer and you had to walk back your statement. That's never good. No, it's never good. See, that's 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 not good. He I almost think he should have stuck with it and just let it be. Yeah, Tony
1: Busme told ESPN on Friday that Harden may have single handedly lost his client's case because I'm absolutely going to use that comment because I think it speaks volumes to how he his team and his client think about the massage industry and women. That,
0: I, was, that was
1: Tony Busby, the opposing lawyer.
0: Okay. All right. That, all right. That's the problem. What? What Busby said or Hardin? What Busby said. Because, all right, now that's how all right, that's how you can bring it into the court. Yeah. It's like, all right, this is their opinion. This is how they feel. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, that's kind of hearsay.
1: I guess. But and
0: if I've learned anything from the Amber Turd trial... I don't okay, care he's, what hearsay he's,
2: he's, no, that's not
1: true <laughs> because all it really means is you're trying to convince a jury, and just because they say it's hearsay and want it to miss does not mean that it doesn't stick into the minds of the jury
0: I guess I suppose hundred percent
1: that's why you still do things even though you'll it'll get shot down eventually sure
0: so, that's yeah, that's true um
1: I think this is one of the most monumental screw ups I think this is you know we we've talked about going back maybe in a few shows and Listing some of the best Darwin awards, this is up there to me. Mm. That's stupid comments for a lawyer to make public. I don't know why a lawyer is going an ongoing suit? I don't listen. That's a whole other thing. Yo, why, why is the
0: lawyer me? going on a talk show? I
1: have no idea. Like, well, I think the first one was a statement, <laughs> and the second one was that I had to go well, on a radio show to clarify
0: the I mean, previous statement. The lawyers tell their clients all the time, "Don't shut, shut the hell up." Yeah, I know. Don't say anything. to anybody not even just the popo yeah but like just to like don't speak don't say anything publicly any of that Mm -hmm. Uh, and deshaun hasn't said anything it's his lawyer that said it yeah oh man he's gotta i mean i'm sure he has multiple lawyers but it's just that's the the head one do you gotta fire harden at this point i think you kind of do i to drag this out so much longer
1: i think you kind of do you, can't, like, after you certain, can't have him going into well, that room now with Tony
0: Busby. After a certain point, you're not—you can't fire your lawyer either.
1: Oh yeah. That's
0: your lawyer. Oh. Now they haven't started yet, so I assume he still can. Like it's not like the the Unabomber trial where it's like, all right, we're over halfway done here, and you want to fire your lawyer now? Yeah. No chance, buddy. Yeah. Like it hasn't technically started yet, so I—you I, probably can. But,
1: oh my gosh! All right, congratulations to Rusty Harden for breaking. His own rule that I'm sure he said to Deshaun and what every lawyer says to their clients, which is, say nothing. Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. (laughs) Uh, He broke the cardinal rule that all lawyers, I feel like, tell their clients. Congratulations to this week's Darwin Award winner on the spot. Last second, Rusty Harden, You idiot. All right. That has been it (laughs) for Slow Your Roll this week. Game back on Wednesday. I think I'm done betting for this series, but, you know, whatever. Go Celtic. Ah, I, you know what? I'm being oh, I'm Celtics. No, I no, say I'm being that. no I'm being dishonest because I put money on Golden State to win the title oh. at the start of the playoffs.
0: But you can say go Celtics. Go Celtics.
1: You know, go Celtics. All right. For Dominic Lorenzano, right after the Way report, Jesse Caulfield, signing off. Have a great rest of your week, everyone, at Slow Your Roll on Instagram, Slow Your Roll mm-hmm. on Twitter, and slowyourroll.com where you can get all our content, news, and videos from the show. Have a great rest of your
2: week.